Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Today, I'm interviewing one of my favorite people. I interview her, I think, every quarter or every other month. Her name is Paula A. Marshall, and she is the author of several books and the CEO of Bama Companies since 1984. And her vision has always been, as a beacon to her team members, people helping people become successful. And under her leadership, Bama, which is a a, a chain, which is a, a manufacturing company that makes all of the fast food desserts and pies and frozen dough for fast food chains such as McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut and has been doing this for many, many years. And she's talking about how do we keep work fulfilling, how to really treat our employees, which we don't, she doesn't even call them employees, they're team members. How do you encourage people to be their best? Welcome, Paula. Thank you very much. Appreciate being here. Yeah, it's always great to have you on the program, you know, and we always find new things to talk about. You know, this is what I want to know, and I know you gave a TED Talk on this, but you know, I know that, you know, your father had run the company and then you took it over later on. Your brother was supposed to, but you did. And your father's philosophy was not the same as yours. Yours is very much team building, bringing in other people, you know, very, um, just very much of a team, a player in, in all respects. So what, um, how did you come upon this philosophy that has, has really uh, changed your company? What's funny is I was talking to some people the other day about this, how do you come to have, you know, philosophies and beliefs and things like that in business right. that are as strong as my, mine that you want to, you know, put your whole heart into and your soul and your passion and your life and everything else. And and most of them go to school, have gone to school and they get what I call the pedigree. In my case, um, I was going to school, but my dad had a heart attack rather suddenly and we couldn't continue the business as we had. And because I was so young and I didn't really know what was going on, um, I began this questioning of people about what do you think we should do? Well, what do you think we should do? And all of a sudden, you know, this people would start talking about how I was so, um, I allowed people to participate in decisions and, you know, I wanted their opinion and things. And I had no idea, Patricia, that it was that big of a deal. I just thought, well, mm. you know, if I don't know because I haven't been doing this because my dad just had a heart attack six weeks ago, I can't really know what they're talking about. What What's wrong with asking? And suddenly I got invited to do a newspaper interview and a panel and something was said, well, she practices participative management style. And I was like, well, what in the world is that? (laughs) So I actually left the conference and went and got this book called Participative Management. And I mean, it was a guy from some school dean or something that had written about how to become a more participative leader. Mm -hmm. And it was all about asking questions and listening to other people's opinions and letting them decide things when it was their opinion and when they were the expert. And it just never dawned on me that that wasn't how people did it. So I think people come out of college with this quote-unquote pedigree, and they think they know the world around them and everything around them. They think they know because they learned it in a book. But to be perfectly honest, they really don't know anything. And so, again, I go back to education, what we do to educate ourselves, and it, it really becomes a question of, do you think you know everything when you come into a room and are you going to instruct everyone else in what to do? Or are you going to ask everyone's opinion and try to get a more broad based answer, mm-hmm. you know, a more diversified answer. And so I really think that, you know, um, it works for me. Um, I still do it today. I've been doing this job for about 35 years and mm-hmm. um, I'm in, I'm more convinced that this is the way to do it than ever before. Well, you also took a course, right? You, you, you studied with the Deming method, and so that was part of this too, right? That philosophy. Yeah, Dr. Deming was really my mentor. He, 
uh, worked with me while I was working. So we never, I never went to any, I went to his seminars, but I never went to classes and studied. Like he would have had me taking statistics and things like that, which I would have probably failed. But it would have, you know, given me the background that he had in his master's and his uh, doctoral programs. But mine was different because I needed to be able to relate to people in a totally different uh, way. And so he taught me his way, and then I was able to implement that into also the participative management style that I was trying to do at the time and that I still do today. But, you know, when you say that you might not have had the math skills or the statistics skills, the people skills are most important because you can get those skills. Other people can help you with that, which I'm sure is what you did. Yes. You need to understand the basics and the core uh, questions to ask when someone brings in a chart because people can, in their own zeal to make things look good, they don't understand yet that you're trying to get to the real truth and the real bottom of things, so you don't want them to lie. You know, there's another thing in corporate America that just drives me crazy, and that is when you talk about forecasts and budgets and sales and things that haven't happened yet, but they're out in the future, a lot of people are encouraged to lie, you know, about about the numbers or about what the, the business division can do. Uh, you know, you can see what's happening at Boeing and other companies full of lies, And people that make fun of different people and, you know, the plane crashes and they're kind of sending emails back and forth and they're covering up things. I mean, it's, you know, this is corporate America 101. And so by following the dimming principles, I have charted a different course for myself and for the company. And that is different, Patricia. I will, get, I will and, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, it, and it makes and, such and a difference, you know. I'm going to give you an example. It makes such a difference. Just even two or three words, you know, just calling a person or saying, you know, being there for them. But I'll give you two examples. I was doing some consulting work and the owner of the company was going around the room and came to me and I said, well, I have you know, quite a bit to say. And she looked at me and said, well, you've got five minutes. And I'll, I'll tell you, oh, wow. you know, that stayed with me. That stayed with me for, I felt like saying, what nerve? <laughs> you know, I felt really? like saying, Do you, and it was just, it really, but now recently when I saw her again, it's very different. It was very different, but it, it didn't matter. That stuck with me. And I think, you know, yeah. because it, it's very demeaning, it's very de- It's saying, I'm over you. I have power over you. And it's, um, it doesn't, it doesn't create a team. <laughs> no, it's, in fact, it's humiliating, you know, to say that to someone, especially when you said, I have some things I can offer. It might take a few minutes. I've got a big list here or something, you know, it's like, yeah. Hey, go right ahead. But exactly. instead it's like, Put the caveat on it. Well, you better hurry up because what you're going to say isn't really that important to us. Exactly. And then I want to tell you the opposite of that because this I thought this was such a great story. I had to get my car serviced and I came in earlier than most. And this uh, lovely old gentleman was kind of walking around and and he said, hi, hi. And I said, hi, how are you? What are you doing? And he said, well, I'm a greeter here. He said, when people come in and they have to leave their cars and they need a ride, I take them everywhere. And he started talking and he said, I love it. And I love it here he probably this obviously he was retired and he just loved being there and he said I want to tell you something he said the people who own this car dealership and it was it's a family-owned business he said the people who are the best he said I want to tell you I was out because I was sick he and do you know he said the owner called me and he said Bob he said we miss you and we really can't wait till you come back he said can you believe that I mean this is what he told me and then he went out Mm -hmm. again and he was he was just so happy happy to help people, but he just opened that story up to me, and I thought, wow, isn't that something? All that owner did uh-huh. was just call and say two words. We miss you. We hope you're okay. We hope you're recovering, and we want you back, and that's what he's telling people who walk in. Isn't that something? Right. That's I mean, the opposite. Think it takes a lot, a lot of time. It, it really takes less time to do these things and to get diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, it takes a little more time on the front end, but when you talk about implementation of these plans and who's going to do what and taking some time to get people involved in the decision so that they can be part of it, it honestly ends up taking less time when you get to the end of the project. 
it's surprising how many times that has proven out to me and the work that I've done is people think it's going to be so time consuming and they, they're always like, well, this is, this is, um, this is confidential. They'll say, you know, this is a confidential project or whatever. And I say, I don't care because I still want people around the table. We can have confidentiality uh, sheets there for them to sign. So we remind them that this stuff's confidential. People are going to talk. Things are going to leak out anyway. But I will tell you that, um, you know, it is so much better on the front end to get more people involved and to get their opinions and to get them to help you communicate as things start rolling down the road. It, it helps people not feel so much in the dark, you know, well, and afraid. It, it's also, it's their engagement. They have buy-in. They have ownership. Right. Right? I mean, they feel right. part of it. They have ownership in a sense. And that makes all the yes. difference, Paula. You know, when you feel that you're wanted and you feel that you're counted, it's it's very different. It's very different. Yeah. Very it's different. very all different. Right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the wonderful things that Bama is doing, which is the company uh, that Paula owns, Bama Industries. And again, you can look them up, Bama.com. And she has a group called NTMO, which is, give me, tell me what that is again, Paula. New team member orientation. All right. And she's going to talk about the orientation that she recently had and, uh, and how exciting it is to bring new team members in and uh, some things that we can, we can learn from this as well. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking for a fun yet informative program about health care for your pet? Check out Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. They look into natural health alternatives for ourselves, so why not our pets? This program provides the most up-to-date, accurate, and innovative information about traditional and holistic veterinary medicine. You'll find a ton of answers regarding your pet's health every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and my guest for the whole hour is Paula A. Marshall, and she is the CEO of Bama Companies. They make the apple pie desserts and fast food desserts and uh, the dough for different pizza pies, all different kinds of pastry goods for McDonald's, Walmart, Pizza Hut, and many other fast food chains. And they're in their 82nd, is it 82nd year, Paula, now? 82nd year, yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that great? Yes. That's very and, exciting. Uh, 50, 50, years, uh, 50 years of the McDonald's apple pie. 
Wow. Wowie. <laughs> boy. Yes. Boy, that's that's really quite and, and and the fact that McDonald's has stayed with Bama all these years. Yeah. That's another amazing, yes. amazing. Yeah. I wanna yeah, it's amazing. I, and we could talk about the ingredients for that, but let's first talk about the this wonderful NTMO, the new team members orientation. And talk about this and, and um, what you do and about this recent class that you had that was really powerful. Yeah, the email I sent you, and I, I apologize, <laughs> Patricia, this was yesterday and I was doing a lot of traveling, so you may have to kind of remind me of what the, the situation was that happened. But we recent, just to give you a little background, we recently revamped all of our new team member orientation uh, based on comments that we'd had from people, based on the turnover that we've had. So I know turnover and finding great team members is a big problem in America today. So keeping the ones you have that are great is a very big deal. And so we revamped our new team member orientation to be more inclusive, to be two days longer so that they could, the team new people could have time to acclimate and decide if they're going to like it. So before they ever go down onto the line, we're going to make sure that they know what they're doing that they have a good idea of what this job is going to be like. And we have trainers that go around. We've added trainers that go around to all the lines to help people make sure they're doing okay, that they're not sick, that everybody's feeling okay. They're not having any, you know, uh, problems, you know, doing the job. And that team member that wrote to Kim was very grateful and thankful for the way that it's been redone, and I might ask you to maybe just read that. I'm going to read um, it. It's powerful. Mind. It's very powerful. Yes, the, it is. The group, and the it group came started, from someone else, not me. Okay, the group started talking about food, cooking food, and one of the ladies in the group was very quiet during this conversation. And then on day three, the same woman shared that she's so excited about this new job at Bama, and she can't wait for her first paycheck because she has very little food at home to eat. But she is so grateful for Bama and that she'll be able to buy food very soon. The group, on their own, decided, not the staff, but this group, decided to surprise her and bring in food to help her out. They brought in a a literal wagon full of food. Another lady also offered to take her grocery shopping. Needless to say, this new team member was very emotional. Wow, Paula. Wow. Isn't that something? Now, Patricia, these are people that don't even know each other. These are people that have only only known each other for two days. So, yeah. And their common link is they applied for a job at Bama, they got selected, and now they're in the orientation process to be mm-hmm. able to start their job on the line in a couple more days. So these are people that didn't even know each other mm. before they got into that class. Wow. But, you know, so when you think in, about you know, know when you think you, about yeah, when you think about you try it, I to mean, get people to care about each other, right? Because that's our mission, right? People helping people be successful. That's that's where it happens in those kinds of interactions. I can't do it. I can't command it. I can't right. wave a wand and make it happen. Right. But I can create an environment where my team members absolutely. Know well, that's what that you it's do. Okay, to care about the other person. Well, I also think, too, when you think about it, I mean, for most of us, we don't think about food in that way because. You know, most many of us can get food. So to really think about it like that and think about, wow, how precious it is. It is. And, you know, that we take it for granted. Oh, I'll just go to the store. You know, it, yes. it, it makes you really think about this in a different way. Yeah. And this woman was apparently had no money mm. to buy groceries even to get anything, you know. And thank God for her that she was able to start a job. Uh, she got selected. She went through an interview process. So she was able to put forth another enough effort to get the job, you know, but apparently has had some very, very difficult times. Yeah. Mm. What a beautiful thing. See, that, as you of, said, these like, people were strangers. Cool that, they were just brand new yeah, in the group. And Exactly. But didn't even but know each other. But there's something that that orientation did, Paula, to instill that kindness in each other. Right. There was an atmosphere mm-hmm. that had to have been created that made them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what we want people doing for each other. You know, I mean, because, again, a, a CEO can only provide the foundation and the environment. Patricia, we we shouldn't even see ourselves as people who are going to be down there waving the orchestra wand, trying to get everybody to play nice with each other. But we can set up policies, rules. We can train our supervisors. We can watch for these things. We can listen for these things. And then we have the caring center now where we can send people. I tell my supervisors, look, don't think you're going to get into a, a, a confidential conversation that a therapist should be helping this person with. Mm-hmm. Don't even think you're going to get into a conversation like that as a supervisor with someone. Right. Send right. them to the caring center. Of course. Tell them you care. Tell them you want to help. But if someone's crying, emotional, or a woman comes in with a black eye, or a guy is missing a lot of work all of a sudden, he was a great worker before. I mean, these are the signs that you look for, right? Right. And this is what corporate America ceases to understand. People are coming into their jobs hurting. They're coming in with with problems, fatigued. You know, how well are they going to perform their job if they don't think anybody at the company cares anything about it, anything about them or anything about the job, you know? So we try to wrap ourselves around every single situation that people are working in and try to understand it and try to make it better. Yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot of corporate training now, and I was telling you this, and a lot of the workshops I'm doing, and this is through EAPs, which is Employee Assistance Programs, that really help Mm -hmm. these employees in terms of counseling. You have a caring center, but this is sort of like an outside vendor that helps them. And so the workshops are around depression, um, suicide prevention, mental health awareness, where I'm going in and helping team members understand the warning signs, which is just what you're talking about. What should you look for? That you know, because is sometimes exactly all of a sudden, what I'm talking about. right? They'll lose a team member, they'll lose someone, and they're just devastated because they didn't see it. So, how yeah. do we pay attention? Or, like I told you, I might have said this, and I apologize for if it's if it's depressing, but I just came back from our team uh, party in Poland. We have a anniversary party every year, and we celebrate, and every all the team members are invited, and we all come, and everybody has a fun time, but. Two weeks before Christmas, we lost one of our Polish team members to suicide. He mm. has two little kids. He didn't have a wife, mm. but they had two little kids. They were together. Mm. And the circumstances of the story are so awful. Like, mm. he did it when his whole family was over for dinner. Like, her parents, his parents, nieces, nep- Now, what does that say mm-hmm. about the state of someone's mental anguish? Mm. Yep. If they would want themselves to be found, you know, in a garage or something, mm. you know, hanging from the rooftop. So it's like, guys, you know, this is what I told them when I was there, and this is what I believe. Guys, we all had to have seen what was going on there. You know, every single one of you all knew this person. I knew this per- We all knew this person. What in the world did we miss? Yeah. And of course, everyone's crying and everyone feels horrible, you know, because they yeah. all saw the signs, Patricia. I mean, every, every single one of them, they knew that he had issues. They right. knew that he needed to be seeing a therapist and they knew that he needed to be on medication. Mm-hmm. But no one did anything, you know? Yeah. So this is what I'm trying to, this is the places where a CEO can insert, and this is what I did. When I was there, I didn't admonish. But I tried to really open the door for people to know it's okay if you're not doing well. It's okay if you're depressed. It's okay if you're, you know, having, having issues. And it's okay to tell someone, you know, that you need help. And we're mm-hmm. here to help you. So please don't let yourself get like that again. Mm. You know, this is the worst thing we could all do for each other or to each other is not pay attention. So I think that's where I can insert as a CEO. That that took all of 10 minutes for me to get up in front of our teams and say that. And then we did a moment of silence for him and his family. And by Mm. the way, Patricia, everyone in Poland in our Polish operation brought food, diapers, baby stuff, 
clothing, mm. they all went and bought stuff and brought it to the factory. And they, we had a truck go out and deliver it to mm. his um, significant other that's left, you know, wow. with his kids. So, again, that's one of those things that's happening in Poland, the same as it's happening here, because to me... Yeah. The constancy of human, the human condition is that we all want to help each other. I believe that in my heart. Yeah. I believe it till I'm going to be in my grave that people are helping, interested in helping themselves and others, but mostly others. Well, and so that's I just, what you, you know, do. I mean, I think it that's doesn't what, take a lot yeah. is what I'm yeah. trying to say to be, to create that condition in that environment. That's true. It Did also doesn't create a lot. It can create, creates the same amount of energy to do the opposite, to do the negative, and exactly, look at the results. To do nothing, right? Look at the results. You know? The opposite. Right. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the books that Paul has written, like Finding the Soul of Big Business and the Executive Entrepreneur, and ask her some tips. You know, some tips for you know being in the workplace when you have issues or when you have issues, you know, on the job. And um, we'll be right back with Paula A. Marshall, CEO of Bama Companies, which makes the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's, Walmart, and many other fast food chains. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Patricia Raskin. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back with one of my favorite people who I admire most and is just an incredible woman, Paula A. Marshall, who is the author of several books and the CEO of Bama Industry in business since, um, well, she's been in the helm since 1904, but the company is 82 years old. And they're out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they make the apple pies and fast food desserts for major chains like McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut. And um, it's an amazing story. One of her books is Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. Welcome back, Paula. So I think the, this title of your book really speaks to your whole philosophy, Finding the Soul 
S-O-U-L of big business. That's really what you do. I mean, it's such Mm -hmm. a perfect title. And I know you've written this book a while ago, but every principle is so, I mean, they're just, they're right on. You know, they're right on. And you talk Mm -hmm. about the importance of mission, vision, and values. And I know um, Mm -hmm. when I was there at Bama, we talked about that, that how your mission and your vision is what drives you. I mean, the reason, let me go back for a minute, the reason that that woman and that when she went in, in your new group, right, your new hire was able to share yeah. that she had no food is because the mission and vision of values of Bama is to be open and to embrace your team members. And she obviously yeah. could feel that. I mean, if this was an autocratic environment where you went in and you just sat there with a notebook and you, you know, you paid attention to the teacher, this wouldn't have ever happened. Right. Right. No human connection. Right. Right. So that's really your vision and mission is why you see these wonderful actions among the team members in your company. So let me ask you, what advice would you give to somebody who listens to this and says, oh, I wish it was like that in my company, but it's not. You know, I have a boss I can't really talk to. Uh, What do you say to them? I mean, of course, you can say, well, find another job. But what if they can't find another job right Mm -hmm. now? It's true. I mean, it is a tough one because every day that you work for someone or you're, or you're with someone like that that doesn't, you know, that isn't really interested in fulfilling you, um, it's a, it's a, it's it takes a little piece of your soul away, which takes a little piece of your heart away, which takes a little piece of your care and your passion away. And when your care and passion leaves, it's hard to to do a great job, okay? I'm not saying you can't do a great job, but I'm saying you're going to be going through the motions and everything's going to be mechanical. And so Mm -hmm. you're going to do a good job or an average job or maybe even below average if you start missing and these types of things. So, you know, my, my philosophy, again, is that it's hard to be in a company, in a place with a boss that's unapproachable, that takes your heart away, that takes your passion away. You're going to be okay because you're going to do, you know, mechanical things to get through the day. But what humans are designed for is to have joy in their work, to love what they do, to appreciate others around them that help them get their job done and do it better and and, um, who recognize, you know, what people are doing. So my... My next best thing, other than leaving, you know, a situation like that, because it's ultimately a killer. It's either you're going to have a stroke, you're going to have a heart condition, you're going to something's going to happen because we're not wired this way, right? We're not wired to just mechanically go through mm-hmm. life and not care about anything. So right. um, the 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 deal on top is then okay. How do I find someone in the organization, either a coworker, or and lots of times it is coworkers, or uh, it could be a boss. Maybe it's a boss in a different department. Maybe it's somewhere around the company. Where could I find someone to talk to that would help me feel more passionate about what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And that would be my next my next thing is that. In many companies, if you approach an HR department, which we call ours people systems, but if you approach them, typically it turns out bad because they go around and make it sound like you're a disgruntled person. And so I right. don't recommend, honestly, I don't recommend going to HR. So that's the okay. first thing. The second thing is I would find someone in my department, outside my department, or someone that I could befriend that I would ask to be my friend or would ask to help me work through my heartache and that's really what it comes down to and so if you can connect with either one even one person two people three people that's how networks that's how networking works Mm -hmm. and so I have seen it where a network of people is so strong within an organization they, they can overcome their dislike of the boss or the leadership of the company because they're going in a different direction than they want it to go. Um, I'll give you an example. Recently, one of you know the customers that I know, mm-hmm. um, they talk a lot about diversity, but they don't give their head of diversity any 
um, play. I'm missing. You know, so they no, don't, say that. Say that again. I miss that. I, they don't give what. They don't give their head of diversity. They say like they say they have a chief diversity officer. They don't give them any airtime. So mm-hmm. imagine being a chief diversity officer of a big corporation and not being able to go out and talk to groups about diversity and how important it is. Right. And be seen and be a visible figure and say, I can help. Let me know if you're having issues finding people to add diversity to your teams. This company basically put a muff- muffle on their chief diversity officer. Mm. So that person, of course, becomes disgruntled. They go to work every day, but they really can't do anything because they're not allowed to really go out and talk about diversity. Mm. So it becomes just a, you know, and so they've actually come to me and we've sat down and talked a lot. And I, I mean, I'm never going to say anything derogatory about any, any company that we deal with. But my advice was until the management changes, you know, it, you're, it's going to be like this. You know, so maybe there's smaller groups you can interact with. Maybe there's other companies you can go get on uh, net, other networks and network within a network of a lot of different companies that have diversity officers. Um, right. Or you have to leave, you know, because who in their right mind would do that for 25 years? Mm-hmm. Right. No, no and one. what's going to happen no is they're going to get sick, right? Something's going no to happen. I mean, it's like stupid. It's like, just be my chief diversity officer in name only, but don't really do anything. And I'll pay you basically just to sit here. Except what happens is, Paula, people tell themselves stories like, I'm too old. I've been with this company 20 years. Who else is going to hire me? I'll just stick it out. And I only have to stay another five years. You've heard these. I have to stay another five years and I'll get, and then I'll be able to get out. And I'll just grin and bear it. I am, am with you. I've seen it. I've talked to the people. I know what they're going through. And, you know, this stuff isn't easy, Patricia. This putting your heart and soul into your job is not easy. The easiest thing we can do is unplug emotionally, unplug from our heart, unplug from caring, because we think no one cares about us, so let's just not care. Come in, be mechanical, and just get the paycheck. It it. It's devastating to the human body and the mind and the psyche not to work in an area that you have passion in. It's yeah. devastating. Yeah. So and and, and I'd, I'd like I'd, to I'd like you to kind of talk about something else because there are so many older people now. There are so many people 50, mm-hmm. 50 plus, and I hear them. I hear people, and I'm a boomer, so I'm you know considerably older than that. And I hear people fifty saying, "Oh well, you know, who's going to hire me now?" And I'm looking at yeah. them like, are you kidding me? I mean, they already in their early 50s are thinking that they're over the hill. Will you address that, yeah. you know, as a CEO who has people who've been in your business 20, 30, 40 years? And Patricia, we don't have a retirement policy for that very reason. Um, I ask people to work until they're not having fun or they can't get here or they are just done and they want to go have fun and party, you know, and that's right. the gamut of people that we have here. I have people that are in their seventies still working, you know, on the lines and coming in every morning at four o'clock. I'm like, don't you want to go do something else? Mm-hmm. And their response is, I love it here. I don't want to go do anything mm-hmm. else. Mm. You know, I've raised my you know, I, I have no to tell you, when I was there and I went and I did, took a tour of your plant, I think it was a Chinese family and someone had told me that they had been there for generations. It was like a whole family mm-hmm. on the line. Yes. Yes. The, 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 the mother who came originally has been here close to 40 years. Wow. And then she's brought all of her daughters and her sons here now. I mean, we encourage it. We just don't allow them to work, you know, on this in the same area. I mean, they can work in the same area, but just not on the same piece of equipment. But, yeah. I mean, because sometimes that causes more problems. But we are happy to have people here as long as they want to be here and as long as they can do the job and as long as they're not going to get hurt. Um, we want them to come. Yeah, it's just, is- you know, it's not about um, excluding because we can barely find people to come in and work right now. There's just not enough people to do the jobs. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Well, you know, it, it's so much about attitude and the way you think and using this philosophy. And 
And the proof of the pudding is when I was there, I mean, so many of your people have been there for years. You don't have much turnover. You have a lot of loyalty, Paula. Yes. Which is really wonderful. All right. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Paula about, you know, how do you stay engaged at work? And how can you... How can you find your passion? Even if it isn't at work, how can you bring your passion with you? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest for the whole hour is Paula Marshall, who's the author of Finding the Soul of Big Business, as well as many other books. And her company is Bama Industries. They make all of the apple pies and fast food desserts for Walmart and McDonald's and Pizza Hut and many other places. And their mission is people helping people be successful. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back, and you are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. My guest for the whole hour is Paula Marshall, who is an author, and she's written several books, including Finding the Soul of Big Business, and she's the CEO of the Bama Company since 1984, a family-owned company since that is now in their 82nd year, and they make all of the apple pies and fast food desserts for McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut, and their mission is people helping people be successful. So, Paula, you've written several books, and uh, I mean, I I love them all. I love the Finding the Soul of Big Business because, um, you know, I I think I'd love to talk about this. One of your chapters talks about the pursuit of perfection, and I think what you're talking about there is that we're never going to be perfect, and that sometimes is a problem because we all want to get it exactly right, and that's a whole chapter in your book, The Pursuit of Perfection. Do you want to address that? Well, I think, you know, pursuing perfection, it sounds awful. It sounds like you'll never get there. Our our philosophy is based, again, on dimming, and it's about a continuous improvement strategy. And that's, we look at 
the little things, Patricia. We look at the million and one little things that contribute to things falling off the rails. So when you talk about your health, it's really important for people to know and understand their body and their health, their blood pressure, you know, their diets, what they eat, chronic pain, how do you manage it, where does it come from? You know, all those types of things are literally the basis, what we call the cornerstone of continuous improvement. Let's start with me, my body, understanding it and all that. Then we branch out to our family around us, our mental health condition, our financial condition, our spiritual conditions. All those things contribute to, you know, if you will, perfection or the the continuous improvement aspect of life. So that's why we provide a lot of counseling for people. We have we have seven lawyers. We have two, two or three counselors. There's counselors available anytime you want to talk to anyone or talk to someone. And honestly, um, it's it it works. And then when you can get people to a financial plateau, there's a, a thing we use called um, you know the uh, hierarchy of needs. And we look at that hierarchy of needs and we realize that if people don't have a handle on, you know, where to live, a secure, stable home environment, a warm bed at night, some food, some water, you know, there's not going to be a chance for productivity, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's no hope there for, uh, you know, for them to be able to hold down a job. So that's a whole different thing. But now if we can get people to that first level where they have a basic you know, place that they're living and they feel safe and they have food and warmth and clothing and a shelter, then we can move them to the next rung of the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is now I can start coming in and learning some things. And what we find is people are on a path of perfection in, in themselves when they feel good, when they feel safe, and now they are earning their own money and they can actually take their own money and apply it to things that they want to do. A lot of our women that are just getting out of prison uh, need cars. So we, mm-hmm. we have a car care program. We provide $500 cars, you know, for people who wow. can, you know, afford to pay for that. So transportation, mm-hmm. getting here, being able to show up at work every day, you know, those are things that a lot of people cannot do. You know, I mean, they've just become so incapacitated through all of the other choices they've made. So their bodies aren't right, their minds aren't right, their spirit's not right. So it's hard to move up in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs if you don't address those things. And Mm -hmm. that's what we like to talk about here rather than perfection, is let's move people up the hierarchy of needs. And then at a point, they're financially secure, they have a job, they're secure in, they're happy, they're confident, they may have a relationship that they're happy and secure in. So those are things that we help help people address because they're, it, it, it is all on this path of continuous improvement and being able to bring your whole self to the job site and actually contribute. And so all of those things have to be in place for them to be whatever your state, you were calling it perfection or whatever, but it's really little small steps towards becoming self-actualized is how it is talked about in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. So, but what you're saying is you have to get yourself settled and stable first. That's most important. You have, you have to, uh, All of these things have to be in place, Patricia. My health has to be right, my food intake, my security, where I'm living. You know, if if you think about it, if I'm living in a place where someone is abusing me, whether it's, you know, so we do things, our mind blocks things because it's called survival, right? So when you block things, you become sick. You know, and you or you drink too much, or you smoke too much, or you use a lot of drugs, or whatever. And now you've got a person who can't move up in the Maslow's hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get those other things to help them be a contributing member of society and to move up the the Maslow's hierarchy. Right. Absolutely. 
All right. We're just about at a close. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? We talked about a lot of things, but what would be your motivational tip for today? I mean, we're dealing with a lot right now in our country. You know, our politics is up in the air. Our health with the whole coronavirus is up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. What would you say to our listeners? Um, You know, I I think for me, um, faith, is a huge is a huge part of my life and believing in something mm-hmm. believing in you know that there's a master plan for us that mm-hmm. um, we didn't just come here and then all of a sudden we're going to get a virus and we're going to die I mean I think right. again I like to remind people that there's a hundred thousand people that have lived that have been exposed to it and only two thousand that have died so you know, there, it's not automatically a death sentence when you get it if you're healthy. You know, if you've got a safe place to live, I'll say it again, the right food, you're putting the right food in your body and you have, you're in a secure environment, you will be fine. You will yeah. be fine. This is an epidemic that's going through the world right now. And, and a lot of problems with our relationship with China is coming out. A lot of People understand now how a communist government works, and we are not like them, Patricia. It's not our state of being free is not what people in China enjoy. So, you know, we've we've we're blessed and we're hopeful and, you know, we believe that this is all going to pass at some point and we're all going to be fine. All right. And Paula, on that note, we're going to close. It was wonderful to have you today. It was just a wonderful Thank interview. Thank you, honey. So I, really I appreciate stay, it. You're it was, wonderful, too. Thank you. Stay on the line for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Find me on Facebook and like me, Patricia. Um, let's see. Patricia... At No, at RaskinResources.com. That's my email so that you can be on my show. But it would be Raskin Resources. You can look me up and uh, to like me. And if you're looking to do your own podcast show, contact me because I help people put their own shows together too. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.